Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about how to embrace life's messiness and how we find ways to show up and uncover our true selves. I'm Beth Ann Dorman, the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. Well, holidays are over. It's a new year. (laughs) It sure is. And we know what that means. Lots of resolutions, lots of restarts, lots of let's examine the year before. So lots going on for people right now. Absolutely. And this could really be a good opportunity to try something different this year rather than the same old kind of rut that we tend to get ourselves in Mm -hmm. um, every year. And we know that says that 12% of those of us who had New Year's resolutions last year were successful in achieving their goals. That's a pretty small percentage. It is. And I know that the New Year is really the time to be excited about, oh, I'm going to just, I'm going to wait and I'm going to reset and I'm going to do it different. And I really believe that maybe we can give some, you know, tips or some ideas about what could help us to be a little bit more successful. But yeah, it's certainly the time of year for us to go gung-ho and then all of a sudden like something happens and we just maybe stop or fall a little bit short. Yeah. I mean, I think so often about the sort of mantra of Weight Watchers and whenever I think about New Year's resolutions, my mom did Weight Watchers forever and she's like a lifetime member and she always says, it's a way of life. It's not a diet. Uh And I think about New Year's resolutions and how we work to sort of put these lofty goals in front of ourselves. And maybe we do it with an accountability partner or maybe we have a group of people that we talk with. But the difference between a quick fix and a way of life. And we talk about self-care and how important it is. And we've spent the entire year talking about self-care and making sure that we're saying to everyone, this is what you need to do on a daily basis. And I wonder how many people are actually looking at it as a way of life or as a restart that's going to set the stage for something new. I really like that. And I believe today, if there's going to be a golden nugget, that's going to be the golden nugget, which is maybe approaching this as I'm going to change my life as a a new pattern and a new way of being versus I'm going to just set these lofty goals with sort of like no purpose or no underlying goals or reasoning. Cause I, that's something that really needs to be there is why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the purpose of why I want to change this behavior? So let's explore that a little bit. Cause I think that is an important thing. And so when we talk about changes in behavior, what's the motivator for people? Like, is it external motivation? Is it internal motivation? Is it a combination of both? I talk with some friends who sort of jump into someone else's New Year's resolution in a way like, oh, you're doing it? I'll do it with you. Mm -hmm. And so is it because we are wanting to be a part of a group? Is it something Mm -hmm. that we want to do for ourselves? I think it's important for us to sort of examine those pieces. Well, I'm giggling because when you said, yeah, I'll do it too. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but you were <laughs> you were going to do this no sugar thing. I did. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm going to try that. And it's really interesting that you say that. And, and this is why it, it really failed for me <laughs> because I had no reason as to why I was going to do it other than Bethann's going to try it. <laughs> so I should try it. I do eat a lot of sugary things. So maybe it'll be good for me. <laughs> 
And if I really sit back and examine that, I do a lot of things to take care of myself. And so for me, giving up sugar really made no sense. Which lasted all of like six hours. (laughs) You know what? I think it was like closer to 26 hours. Um, but, But it was an epic fail because really there was no purpose. And I really did, I was like, I'm gonna try it because it seems like a really good thing to try. (laughs) And I will say, here's the other thing about this that's really important. And I, I know you guys have heard us, if you've heard our podcast before, say things like this before. I kind of giggle and say it was an epic failure, but it was, a chance for me to examine why it didn't work mm-hmm. without shaming myself for right. not having it work. Of course. Because I realized like that's just not a realistic option for me right. to take all sugar out of my diet. Yes. And for me, it's super easy because I'm not somebody who eats a lot of sweets. We talk about our late night snacks or whatever. <laughs> I will go to potato chips. Right. And salt before I go to sweets. So having the piece of my workout plan to eliminate sugar for 30 days really wasn't a big deal for me because I'm not a big sugary person. The pieces where I struggle is like the late night snacking. Mm-hmm. So when you tell me that I can't do that, I'm going to epically fail because, right. because of the other pieces. It's more but, challenging. But I do think it's a great example of it's something that we laugh about because there was no shame on my side for you not sticking with it. Right, it wasn't right. like I was going to say, well, now my whole plan is done. It, it's really an opportunity for us to say like, hey, I'm going to try it. Great. I'm going to join. Okay. I'm not joining. I'm out. Continue on. <laughs> Let's try something else. <laughs> and you continue to support me. Right. In continuing to say, you're crazy for doing this. <laughs> uh-huh. Why would you take sugar out of your diet? Right. Well, and I think that the purpose of that is we have to figure out what is our goal and what's the purpose behind that. Because if the purpose is connection, because Beth Ann's doing it, I can see connection with you in a whole different way rather than giving up (laughs) the sweets or the sugary stuff. Mm -hmm. So is really trying to figure out why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm I think it's interesting that the new year starts these resolutions off. And in part, I've heard people say, well, you've eaten your way out of house and home in the Thanksgiving holiday, and then you do that again at Christmas. And so it's two large holidays that I really feel like are centered around food, mm-hmm. you know, especially Thanksgiving. And so maybe it's that, okay, I've, I've indulged for six weeks. Now it's time for me to take a look. But I think it's also okay to know that in small chunks, sometimes there's more success. And so Mark Potter and I, who's a DJ for Winx FM here in Easton, he has done some challenges where we did it together and I was his accountability partner. We started working out together and his goal was to lose a hundred pounds in a year. And that was a huge goal. And what we learned really quickly was that his goal was so big that he felt like he failed within the first month. And so this year he wants to do something again, but he's going to do five pounds a month mm-hmm. versus a hundred pounds in the year and see how far he gets and see if he can chunk it. And so I think there's something to be said about what's attainable. Mm-hmm. What is so large that we feel like, well, forget it. Cause once I got off track in January, there's no way I can get back on track for that goal starting in February. So forget it. Right. Well, you bring up a, a couple of good points there. So the first one is 
as a clinician, I have to do treatment plans, which is like super hard for me because you have to be measurable. Mm -hmm. So it really challenges my way of thinking. And so I was just recently doing a treatment plan with one of the gals that I work with. And so we came up with like, what's the long-term goal? And then what are the short-term goals that are going to support me into getting to that place? And at one point I stopped and I said, is this realistic for you to be doing this? Mm -hmm. Because the last thing I want to do is set you up for failure. And she was able to pause and say, you know what, Lisa, that's not realistic. Here's what's a more realistic goal for myself. And so one is looking at what's my long-term goal and what are my short-term goals that are going to support that so that I not looking at this lofty, unattainable, like, holy cow, I feel like I've already failed. And then the second thing is use it as an experiment. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't work, Mm -hmm. you have information that you can go back to and say, okay, that didn't work. What's the how come? And what do I need to do to either modify that goal or take it out totally and do another goal, but to not get to that self-deprivation of, oh my gosh, I'm done, I'm giving up, to be able to keep moving forward. And so those small attainable goals that support that long-term goal can be really helpful too. And I love what you say about working with the client that you're talking to who's able to say, that's not realistic. And so that in itself is a really important piece of this whole entire process so that we aren't feeling guilted in to doing something that we're really not committed to or that we already know isn't going to work, but we don't have the safe enough trust and relationship in that moment to say that's not even realistic. Right. And especially in a clinical setting, that is always my biggest worry is I could throw stuff down in a treatment plan and people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but if we don't challenge back, and so even if you're not doing it with a clinician, you're doing it with somebody that you trust, work out that plan mm-hmm. with that person to say, you know, somebody to be able to kind of push back a little bit for you to say, hey, maybe, are you sure that this is realistic? You want to exercise, you know, five days a week. You know, is it more obtainable to start off, you know, three days a week because you're starting from zero? Right. So to really have that person who could, you know, push back a little bit and challenge you mm-hmm. and, and you can have that trusting relationship. Yeah, that's really yeah. important. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about setting new goals that help improve our optimism, it sounds in our conversation right now, like part of what is going to help that is to be able to set some attainable goals. It also needs to fill you. We need to be doing something that fills us. And maybe what fills you is no goals at all. Maybe you're coming to the new year and listening to everyone around you saying, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because this is something that I do for me myself every day. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's a matter of not necessarily a resolution. Maybe it's just tweaking what you're doing and adding one more piece of self-care. Because I think that's one of the areas when we talk about New Year's resolutions and we talk about getting through the holidays, how much of your resolution can also be about reflection and maybe just tweaking, not changing. I love that because, you know, so much, even our conversation today is about weight loss and there's so much more to life than just weight loss there's like you said reflection there is maybe adding something rather than taking away Mm -hmm. to your new year's resolution and actually i appreciate on so many levels what you said because i don't do new year's resolutions for me it really is a lifestyle change and so what if we 
maybe consider that everyone is different mm-hmm. and needs something different. Mm-hmm. And some people might call it resolution. Some people might call it a lifestyle change and that it's going to connect with each individual differently. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, I think it makes total sense. And I think especially when we're talking about everyone does it different, sometimes we can get into a trap and a mindset that we have to do something because someone else is already doing it. Mm-hmm. We're seeing these things on Facebook, so everybody's doing it. And it's like that FOMO. I was talking <laughs> with a colleague last week, and he was out all You're going to have to define what FOMO means for so people. FOMO, FOMO is the fear of missing out. Uh-huh. And so a colleague that I was talking to, he said, I'm so glad to be back in the office because I had FOMO all week, and I, I felt like I was missing out on so many things. And I think sometimes the lessons that we can also help our children, we know that this conversation really is going to hit our adult population. And those of you listening are probably not sitting in school, right? Hopefully, because if you are, we need to have a different conversation. (laughs) But how do we also model for our kids that it's okay that you're not a part of everything Mm -hmm. and that we set a course that works for us, that fills us, and that maybe somebody in the family does resolutions, but it's fine to choose not to and just continue to live life because that's how you become your best self. Yeah, I think those messages for kids are really important and how we teach them again by modeling what we're doing and then having conversation because that's what's really the key factor is having conversations with people about us whether it's our friends telling them this is what we're doing can you support me or with our children saying yeah maybe your friends are doing this but what would it be like if you chose a different path or chose a different way for doing that and that helps create a little bit of independence and boundaries for them so yeah yeah, i think that's really important to model that for our children too or talk with our children about that and there may be some things when I think about New Year's resolutions and I think about sort of the reflecting back on what the year has brought, we've done a lot of talk over the last six weeks about, we did our podcasts, the Bring on the Mess podcast, we did our videos about surviving the holidays Mm -hmm. and managing through the stress. And so if we take this conversation from the reflective lens, there may be some stuff that people are holding onto from the holidays and it might be an opportunity during this quote unquote new year's resolution to be able to really sit in what everyone has experienced in the past month so maybe there were hard conversations that hadn't been had before at the holidays maybe there were stressful events that took place at the holidays and so maybe it's about restarting in the way that we reflect back to situations that we've been a part of and being able to say let's keep moving through this let's not just put it to the side and pretend like it was just a holiday thing the reflective piece shows up a little bit differently for some folks yeah i'm really trying to even sit with how you said that because if i'm sitting in and reflecting on conversations my goal might be My new pattern in life is to be able to sit and be curious Mm -hmm. and sit without judgment. And that's a lifestyle change. And yeah, certainly we can use the new year as a launching of that. Mm -hmm. But what a lovely way to be in life, which is, yeah, I've had these hard conversations and how do I keep moving forward? And whether that's including my family, setting boundaries with my family, Um, setting boundaries for myself. Is that kind of where you were? Yeah, I'm trying to think. You hear about weight loss. You hear about exercise challenges at the new year. But there's also this piece of what do you need to take care of you Mm -hmm. after you've experienced the stress of holidays? And maybe for some, 
holidays were great and it looked like that Hallmark card and that movie right. and maybe they were lovely and wonderful but we've talked a lot these last six weeks about stress at the holidays and not experiencing things as though the perfect life is sitting in front of us and what does that look like and how do we then get to reset mm-hmm. in how we move through not only weight loss or exercise challenges or those sorts of things but maybe right. it's simply just taking time for us in a different way, knowing that we've gone through something or maybe haven't gone through something in a way that we can say, oh, so now I know this about me. You know, Mm -hmm. for those of you that have listened to us for 12 months, hopefully you've taken at least one nugget. Right. And maybe there's been some work that has been continuously happening. And maybe this is an opportunity to say, okay, here's the next thing I can do. Yeah, it's like taking stock in life. And if I revisit something you said earlier, Part of it is, again, adding something. So maybe the adding is, I have been able to reflect and I know I want something different. And maybe this something different is, I'm gonna add self care mm-hmm. or I'm gonna add compassion. But that, again, what we said in the beginning, I think is so important, which is to really be able to sit and figure out what is it that I need. So for instance, I don't need to give up sugar. Right. <laughs> I need to maybe add something else in my life or I know I want more of this, which is a little bit of settling and peace. Mm -hmm. And so how do I attain that in my life and then make that a healthy lifestyle moving forward? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a really important thing to consider because you're right, it's not all about food or exercise. There's so many other things in Mm -hmm. life that we need to take stock of. Well, and I think about the holidays and how much There is something to be said about the commercialization of holidays and all that comes with that. But there's also something to be said about the continued focus on connection that (laughs) we hear in the holidays that it's like eight weeks of focus, focus, focus on connection and family. And we know it's not always lovely connection for everyone. Right. But there also is that loss of the connection when holidays are over. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about a 12 month year that most families are getting together at Thanksgiving, most families are getting together at Christmas. And then, I don't know about everybody out there, but I know in my family, then it's like, see, it's summer vacation. So (laughs) so perhaps maybe it's also about reflecting on the importance of that connection Mm -hmm. and how to maintain. I think during COVID, we saw so many families who would do like Zoom sessions and you couldn't see one another there. So there's this just amazing collective sort of joy that we see when families are able to get together, most times. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like to be able to sustain that connection, whether it's a small connection or a large get together throughout the year? Well, we have to define families maybe differently too, Mm -hmm. because family might be friends, family might be family, family, Mm -hmm. family might be a pet or something. And so putting some time, I think, into the planning part, you know, thinking as you were talking, a girlfriend of mine reached out to me, which like just really touched my heart through a text message, just, hey, checking in on you. And my response back was, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And let's get together. Mm -hmm. But there's planning that has to go into that. And so connection for me really is important. That's a part of my integrity and being, and it helps ground me. And so my strength isn't necessarily always the planning piece, but I don't have to make it elaborate. And I think that that's the thing we really have to think about is, as I was thinking about the barriers that come with that and how I really wanna connect with these people, 
I was like, Lisa, why are you making it complicated? You either go to a restaurant or maybe you order pizza at your house and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. And so I also think about how I was in a session with this great gentleman and like the kind of the surprise to both of us when we said, just change one little thing. Mm -hmm. And so Lisa, don't make it so big. Just order pizza and then get the people together. Yeah, I think there's something really important about that because we do sometimes overcomplicate things. And so if we can keep it simple, there doesn't have to be 17 points of planning in order for people to show up and feel seen, heard, and valued. We talk about that a lot, and that's something that Brene Brown talks about all the time, is that when we look at what people need the most, it's to be seen, heard, and valued. And I always say that I'm a firm believer that one of those things not being present is when people don't show up as their best selves. Mm -hmm. And so... Nowhere in there does it say there has to be a five course meal and you have to break your back cooking all day right. to have people feel seen, heard, and valued. Right. And it's a process, really. And so when we're making these changes, so whether it's realizing, Lisa, maybe your strength isn't, you know, planning. Mm-hmm. And so make these changes incrementally. And so maybe my goal for the year is four times a year, I'm going to get together with this group of people Mm -hmm. and we're going to just keep it simple, whether we rotate houses or whether we go out to eat. And so keep the process simple and know that change is a process and that it might just take a little bit of time Mm -hmm. to get the hang of it or to make it a new routine. Right. And I think the other piece I was thinking in my mind is (laughs) sometimes we have to give ourselves permission that it's not the right time. Mm -hmm. So as important as those connections are, It may not be a month that you can get together with everyone. And we have to be able to say, I can't be there, but let me tag in next month. Mm -hmm. And as the group of people getting together, we have to be aware of not making people people feel bad if they can't show up because Mm -hmm. maybe life is happening. And so maybe it's that ideally you want to get together four times a year, but you're only able to do it three because one of those months life was happening in a different way and you needed to say, I need a pass. But being able to then provide support and checking in on one another is a piece of all of that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I appreciate the permission to say, hey, just this isn't going to work for me this weekend. And to be able to give each other grace, I think is a really important part of any of the change process too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as we think about these New Year's resolutions, holidays are behind us. We hope that we've given you some things to think through and think about knowing that we today as our takeaway nugget for you all is that you don't have to have a new year's resolution maybe it's a lifestyle change that you're looking for maybe it's nothing maybe it's tweaking something you're currently doing and for those of you that are firm believers in those resolutions we hope that you're able to set the stage and do the planning that Mm -hmm. we've talked through to make those resolutions successful and attainable And we look forward to being with you in a couple of weeks and good luck as you begin the new year.